We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, baby, welcome. It is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Kind of uh, gruesome looking weather out there the past few days, but uh, hey, we don't have to shovel it. So there's that, which is good because I couldn't shovel anything if I had to, if my life depended on it right now. Anyway, Lucas Buckley is at Master Control today. He's a uh, jack of all trades, master of every single one of them, and he is a great call screener. He knows my preferences in every way, shape, or form. So uh, good to see Lucas Buckley wearing his uh, Bills uh, T-shirt. I happen to be wearing a, one, a, another one of my Von Miller jerseys. And, uh, you know, th- does it surprise you that Von Miller is out for the year? When the look on his face, when he was being carted off the field, the look on his face, I yelled to the person who had just left the room, he's out for the season. He's done. I, it just... This does not surprise me in the least that Von Miller is out for the entire season because you go back, you watch the tape of the look at his face, and it was pretty obvious that he knew that something was terribly amiss. Not the first time he had a knee injury, and when you injure something, when you re-injure it, you know exactly what you are up against. So that obviously is uh, a blow to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills, and people are going to need to uh, step up. But again, you know, at the beginning of the year, when er- there were media people, me- big-time media people saying, who can beat the Buffalo Bill? This is the best football team that has ever been put together. I, I remember this guy who isn't a big-time national guy saying, um, not so fast. Injuries, injuries, injuries. They happen every season. And who knows who's going to be injured? And who knows for how long? You can never discount the importance of injuries in the National Football League. And frankly, it amazes me that any of those guys can even walk after five years in the National Football League. Well, except maybe the punters and uh, <laughs> and the field goal kickers. Those guys, yeah, okay, I can get that. But you watch uh, those 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 huge guys and uh, being tackled, especially the smaller running backs who get tackled. It's just amazing that we don't we don't see bones being crushed on every single play. Um, it just it it beggars belief. It beggars the imagination. And and certainly, you know, we've seen a number of uh, 
professional football players and other professional athletes uh, suffering from traumatic brain injury as a result of their superstardom in the National Football League and taking their own lives out of sheer desperation and sometimes uh, shooting themselves in the heart so their brains can be studied by science, which uh, is uh, it's, it's tragic. It truly is. But anyway, Von Miller out for the season, and uh, that represents a huge, but to me not unexpected, loss for the Buffalo Bills. Now, uh, today, I'm going to take a chance here with the topic. Today is December 7th of 2022. 81 years ago, the United States was deliberately attacked by the Empire of Japan at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. I don't know how many people listening to this show have been to Hawaii and have been to Pearl Harbor. It, it, it is one of the most uh, moving uh, experiences that you can possibly uh, have uh, in Hawaii or, for that matter, anywhere else in the world. The Arizona Memorial is just incredible. It is awesome. And I don't mean, oh, dude, awesome concert. I mean, it was awe-inspiring. It was awesome. And what really brings home this day, 81 years ago today, um, is that the uh, Arizona, which is the base of the Pearl Harbor, well, the Arizona Memorial, um, that vessel had recently taken on a whole bunch of oil. And to this day, to this very day, oil bubbles to the surface from the Arizona at Pearl Harbor. It is still leaking out of that vessel, which really brings it alive because, wait a minute, there's oil that was loaded onto this vessel before the attack, and it's still coming out. That is unbelievable. And, of course, at the memorial, uh, the names are on display of the crewmen lost when the Japanese attacked the Arizona. And uh, to this day, there are very few Pearl Harbor survivors who are alive, very few, used to be, maybe if you're old enough, you'll remember this, used to be every now and again, not that often, but every now and again, you'd be driving along and you'd see a New York State license plate, Pearl Harbor survivor. Saw one at the allergist's office maybe 30 years ago. That was the last time I saw a Pearl Harbor Survivor license plate on a vehicle. Like, I should have taken a picture, but we didn't have cell phones back then. At least not ones like we have today. But it's pretty, pretty astonishing. Just a handful of survivors, both Japanese and Americans, uh, who are around. But this begs the question to me, anyway... And again, I don't know if this is going to generate any interest, whether it's going to fall flat on its face. I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, tell me, what does Pearl Harbor Day mean to you? Those of you who are younger, what did they teach you about Pearl Harbor in school? Did they teach you anything? 
about the attack on Pearl Harbor and its significance to American history? Some of you who are older, my mom remembers hearing the first broadcasts of the attack on Pearl Harbor. She's 89 years old. And it was one of those things that uh, obviously she has never forgotten and never will forget. And I think that, um, you know, it was it was clearly one of those change the world moments and a parallel in some of our lifetimes would be the terror attacks of September 11th, 2001. And it was actually interesting because uh, I asked my mom on September 11th, 2001, so mom, you lived through Pearl Harbor and you're living through what's happening today. What do you think was worse? And she said, I think that September 11th is worse because those were civilians. They had nothing to do with the military. They had no way to defend themselves whatsoever. They were just going about their office jobs, and obviously the Pentagon attack was a military target, but it's not like they had any way to defend themselves at uh, the Pentagon, at least not that I'm aware of. But the, uh, I mean, we, we can't debate what was worse, September 11th or this day, December 7th, back in 1941. But I, I'm just kind of curious what Pearl Harbor Day means to you. Tell me what you know about Pearl Harbor and why it was significant. Tell me what they taught you in school. Tell me a fact that we should all know about Pearl Harbor. Again, I don't know if anybody cares about this. I certainly care about it because Pearl Harbor, well, let me give you the phone numbers. 803-0930 is the phone number, 803-0930. Cell phone, it would be star 930. And the toll-free number, which is interesting because have you paid for a long-distance call in the past 20 years? It's 1-800-616-WBEN. 1-800-616-WBEN. But if you don't know, and this is one of my trepidations coming into the show is, uh, well, it was because now it's present. I'm in the show. One of my trepidations was, uh, do people listening to this radio station even know what Pearl Harbor was all about? Or is this going to be the radio equivalent of saying, remember the Maine, which was a warship blown up in Havana Harbor? or that exploded in Havana Harbor, which launched the United States War with Spain back in 1898. I I wonder if Pearl Harbor has gone into the murk of history just like Remember the Maine or The Lost Battalion or something like that. Unless somebody makes a movie about it, there are so many things that happen in history that we should know about, but we really don't. A lot of people, got to tell you, I know this for a fact, a lot of people are bored out of their minds with anything historical. They are absolutely bored. People sleep through history class. I don't know why. Always one of my favorites, but they sleep through history class. But on this date, 81 years ago, December 7th, 1941, on a Sunday morning, Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, which was not then an American state. The uh, American fleet was based at Pearl. The Pacific fleet was based at Pearl. 
And the Japanese launched a successful air assault on the airfields and on the harbor itself and battleship row. The aircraft carriers, which were to be the main targets of the raid, they were not at Pearl Harbor. They were out at sea. So they escaped being attacked by the Japanese. They would have been the biggest targets. They would have faced wave after wave of the torpedo bombers and and everything else the Japanese could throw at them because they understood the importance of the... um, of the aircraft carrier in uh, the World War, the Second World War, although the Americans got much better use out of aircraft carriers than the Japanese did by the end of the war. But the United States was at peace with Japan. The United States was engaged in negotiations with Japan. But the United States also knew that something was up. Because at this point, Japan was kind of like China today. Japan wanted to rule the Pacific, okay? They wanted total control over the Pacific. They had a real problem. They didn't have any oil in Japan. So they got really upset when the United States said, okay, Japan, no soup for you, no oil for you. You're going to invade Manchuria? You're going to launch these wars against your neighbors? We're not going to feed your war machine with oil. So the Japanese felt, well... America is not going to send us any oil, so we'd best go out and conquer some of our own. The oil is just so, so, so important, especially um, at that time. Of course, now our B-2s are powered by solar panels. I'm being very sarcastic when I say that. But uh, the Japanese launched two waves of attacks against American naval vessels and airfields in Hawaii. Almost 3,000 people, some civilians, were killed. Some civilians were killed by what we now call friendly fire because the first attack, the United States and its airmen and and sailors were not expecting. They should have been, but we'll get into that in a moment. They weren't expecting it. So the Japanese didn't lose that many planes at all on the first wave of the assault. But the second wave, America was in a much better position to fight back because they knew at that point, this is not a drill. This is the real thing. We are under attack. And it's so sad to hear these, to hear and read these guys' accounts of, yeah, we couldn't really fight back because they had all the ammunition locked up. And there were reports of ammunition bunkers, locks being broken, so these guys could actually fight back against the Japanese, who ended up losing something like 29 planes, very minimal number of planes uh, in in both waves of the assaults on uh, Pearl Harbor. So after the air attack on Pearl Harbor, a lot of guys thought, are we going to be invaded? And... Here is, uh, there, there, there are at least three major tragedies um, about Pearl Harbor because it didn't have to come to a surprise attack on our men at Pearl Harbor. Number one, a war warning, literally a war warning had been sent to any big shot within the military of the United States, a war warning warning. 
but the guy in command of the Pacific Fleet did not bother to send out any scouting parties looking for Japanese vessels in the area of Hawaii. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two, before the airplanes hit at Pearl Harbor, a ship called the Ward was able to sink a Japanese midget sub trying to sneak its way into Pearl Harbor. And they radioed in, hey, we just sank something, looked like a submarine, very small submarine, trying to enter Pearl Harbor. And the person next in line in the pecking order dismissed that report. Didn't really do too much about it. And number three, radar was in its infancy at that point, this date 81 years ago. Radar was not really something that was uh, thought of, um, how do I say this, something that was not very thought of as uh, being terribly important. So these guys were operating a radar station, and they didn't even have a phone or a radio at the radar station. They detect a large formation of aircraft coming in, They drive down the road to a payphone and call into the base and say, we have detected a large formation of airplanes. And the guy at the other end of the phone call didn't know a hell of a lot about radar, and he said, eh, don't worry about it. Eh, thought they're probably just B-17s or something coming in from the United States. So the United States blew it. Uh, There were some very bad decisions that were made by people who should have made better decisions. And eventually, uh, there were some big shots who were convicted of dereliction of duty as a result of some of the errors I've just uh, discussed. But it was one of these things, one of these uh, uh, events in history that should have not happened the way it did. Had the United States been a little more proactive especially after the midget sub was sank and got airplanes up and flying, it might not have been as devastating as it turned out to be. Although, at that time, the Mitsubishi Zero was a hell of a lot better than anything else anybody else was flying in in combat, uh, with the possible exception of the um, uh, Spitfires of the Royal Air Force. Uh, But the Zero was an amazing airplane. So, anyway, what what does Pearl Harbor mean to you? Does it mean anything, or is it and just a, a ridiculous thing to even talk about on a radio show in 2022? Like, okay, Pearl Harbor, 81 years ago, get over it, dude. Is, is that what you're thinking? Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. I mean, right about this time, you had people fighting for their lives in upside-down battleships, not being able to see anything, uh, hoping that rescue would come. And sometimes they'd be able to, uh, to, uh, to make a hole in a ship, and a hand would come out. And then as the hole was opened, water went into the vessel, and they'd see the hand slide back in because all they had done was drown the person inside while they were trying to rescue him. A very traumatic situation. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Any of you have a father who was at Pearl Harbor? A grandfather who was at Pearl Harbor during the attack? I'm curious. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, just having a hard time getting organized today. Of course, then again, I could say that any day the last 30 years. Uh, let's get to the calls. Uh, it, is, it is Pearl Harbor Day, and do you really care? <laughs> it's Pearl Harbor Day. Is it still relevant to you? in any way, shape, or form? Or is it just like me saying, remember the Maine! Remember the Maine! Um, which, again, was the vessel which blew up in Havana Harbor, launching the United States into a war with Spain. Uh, let's go to uh, Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, hello, Tom. Good afternoon. You know, the the USS Ward actually was one of my first scale models that I built um, you know, when I when I did that as a kid, and the, and was, that was the vessel that was able to sink the Japanese midget sub early in the morning of December seventh, nineteen forty one. Took them two shots, but they did it. Yes, they did. That is quite true. True. Um, well, you would ask for a guy with my accent and my twang and so on. Hey, if there's any indirect impact upon my family tree in relation to Pearl Harbor, well, actually, in an indirect way. You see, just before the war, and even when Britain stood alone um, back in my native Trinidad, where I originally came from, um, uh, President Roosevelt and, and, and uh, Prime Minister Churchill made a deal. It was a um, known as the Landship Lease Agreement, where the United States would give the Brits, when they were on their knees, standing alone against Hitler in Europe and the Japanese in the Pacific, made a deal that they would get something like, I think, like 25 to 50 ships. And in return, U.S. naval bases will be built throughout parts of the British uh, Empire back then, which, of course, Trinidad was a significant location um, where they had a major naval base. But even back then, while Britain stood alone, members of my family, like my grandfather, um, uh, later on my dad, uncles, and so on, um, they weren't really active until Pearl Harbor. Then, because remember, America was trying to stay as neutral as possible in the conflict. But then uh, they mobilized themselves. Some as civilians, where, for a fact, some of them were there as entertainers and uh, civilian contractors and so on. But I had at least uh, two relatives that went into the respective merchant marines, um, one with the British, one with the U.S., um, so, in closing well, here, no, I, just, I mean that, that that's that's very interesting, uh, and I, we're getting a little far afield here from oh, no, uh, what I what I want to talk about. Uh, but do, do you think that Pearl Harbor is uh, it, it is even remotely relevant to anybody in the United States today? 
unless you're a history geek? Well, unfortunately, not. And what I was coming to, though, is that in some countries, right, especially where I was from, too, I could remember back in the uh, up to the late 60s, early 70s, where December 7th, you know, we'd have a moment of silence to re- to remember, you know, Pearl Harbor and what happened. And um, and so, and that's why I say it, it has a kind of, kind of indirect, you know, impact on or, or me um, and personally from the family tree. But no, today it's unfortunate, and I think that's uh, that's sad. Yeah. No um, all right, Kevin, uh, thank you very much. Um, is, is, it's Pearl Harbor Day, all right? This is the day the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor 81 years ago this very day. And the word came out from Honolulu that uh, the United States was under attack. And my question is, is it even remotely relevant to you today? Have you have you thought at all about Pearl Harbor Day today? I'm, I'm serious, and I, I think it might change if you ever get a chance to go to Hawaii and you have a chance to actually stand on the Arizona. Um, it, it's one of those unforgettable moments. It's one of the best memorials and, and monuments uh, you will ever see in, in your entire life. It really brings the enormity of it home to you. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Anybody out there, another way that it can be brought home to you, um, we're not talking about anything else regarding World War II, just talking about Pearl Harbor, okay? Any of you have a father, a grandfather who was at Pearl Harbor, who told you the story of what happened on this day 81 years ago? Just Pearl Harbor, no, no other battle, just Pearl Harbor. Okay, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, Kate in Chautauqua County. Kate, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, I must say that every every time you ask, is anybody out there, all I can think of is Pink Floyd. Oh, well, no, it's it's does anybody out there care about about no, yeah, Pearl well, Harbor Day? The, the, the lyric from the Pink Floyd, whatever it is. No, I, I, I fully know. I'm fully aware of Pink Floyd. I yes. know. Okay. Um, Pink uh, Pink Floyd. Pearl Harbor will uh, remain with me as long as I can remember things because my family grew up two hours um, from Buffalo. It seemed to have been a family tradition to um, drive to Buffalo and enjoy yourself um, doing Christmas shopping at all the stores in downtown Buffalo. So... My parents had just gotten married at the beginning of 1941, and uh, my mother, being a fanatic about even so much as one snowflake coming out of the sky, turned to um, my father and said, I think we can scoot up to Buffalo and do our Christmas shopping. So they came to Buffalo, I think, um, late afternoon, December 6th. And I'm only telling this story because it shows the comparison of Today, you know everything that's happening in a microsecond. And back then, listen to this. So they arrive in Buffalo, uh, December 6th, late afternoon. They stay at a hotel that was then called the Statler Hilton. Uh, Both names. They stay there. They have dinner. They uh, got up the next morning, had breakfast downstairs in the dining room of the Statler Hilton. And then... Either December 6th evening or December 7th afternoon, they went to a hockey game, according to my mother. And so they're, they're on December 7th, they're 
I, I know Pearl Harbor time and, and uh, Eastern time is like um, 7 o'clock Hawaii and maybe 1 o'clock Buffalo. You can correct me on that. But they're flipping no, right, around. Right now, right now in Honolulu, it's 943 in the morning. Okay. Do the, do the calculation. Okay. So they're flitting around. They're eating. They're shopping. They're going to a hockey game. They come back to their room. Then they have dinner downstairs of the Sattler Hilton. And it wasn't. There didn't, according to my mother, she said there wasn't, we didn't know a thing. She said, your father and I didn't know a thing. They came back to their room at the Statler Hilton, and uh, there they were in Doris Day, um, Rock Hudson-type room, you know, two single beds with a table in between and this rickety-rockety old-fashioned radio. And they turned on the radio, and that's the first they heard at the end of the day of Pearl Harbor being attacked. And they had just gotten married in January of that year. And my mother looked at my father and my father looked at my mother. And they knew they knew that their lives were going to be changed because of whatever would happen with my father and joining, joining the Navy. There you go. Wow. That is uh, that's very interesting. Of course, back then, I mean, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have television. There wasn't Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. So most people heard about Pearl Harbor through the radio. But again, 1941 radio wasn't as advanced as it is um, as it is today. And phone circuits got very, very overloaded back then. Very, very, um, very, very quickly. Uh, and you, you, sometimes that happens with your cell phone, too. If you're at a live sporting event or a concert, you just can't get a signal because there's just not enough towers to handle everybody who wants access to them. But thank you uh, very much, Kate. I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, does Pearl Harbor Day, and today is Pearl Harbor Day, it's the anniversary of the Japanese attack on our Pacific fleet at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. And the next day, President Franklin Roosevelt went to Congress and gave his day of infamy speech and declared war on Japan. A few days after that, Hitler declared war on the United States, which was one of the stupidest moves ever. Uh, But we're talking about Hitler. He felt honor-bound to stand by his ally, uh, Japan, and uh, at that very moment, and this was even before Stalingrad, anybody could have told you, hey, Germany just lost the war. But Kevin earlier talked about the situation between the United States and Great Britain in the Second World War. And the night of the attack, when Churchill found out that the Japanese had attacked Pearl Harbor, he knew America was going to go into the war, and he actually got a good night's sleep because he took over in May of 1940. And it didn't look good. Uh, David was talking about that uh, toward the end of his show today. Things looked very dark, very gloomy for the future of uh, the king and the empire. Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Does, does Pearl Harbor Day still mean a damn thing, or is it just utterly irrelevant? And th- does anybody have a father or a grandfather who, we're not talking about World War II, we're talking about Pearl Harbor specifically, who told you the story about, well, I was at Pearl Harbor the day it was attacked, and let me tell you my experience. Uh, Frank in Williamsville, you're on WBEN. Hello. Frank in Williamsville, hello. I can't hear Frank. You want to put him on hold? Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, sorry. That was on our end. So uh, I I think it's important that we recall history and don't forget it. Um, 
especially now today, you mentioned it earlier in the, the program about how important oil is. I don't know if you've seen, you've seen on Netflix, right, this tank versus tank thing, but they were talking about how important oil was for these tanks in, in Russia, trying to get the city of Kursk to so get, get uh, oil for their tanks, etc. But I was wondering, and I don't know if you know the answer to this question, about uh, whether or not the upper upper departments of the uh, government, like Roosevelt himself, knew about this uh, Pearl Harbor attack, and they really just kind of turned it up that otherwise because they wanted to get into the war. And um, I'll some information on that. I find it interesting as well that uh, we really didn't fight as long as these other countries did. I mean, June, uh, December 7th, 41, and then you think about uh, Poland was, in, was, was uh, uh, invaded in uh, September 39. <laughs> um, and so we really didn't get into the full, full war until... Uh, which is uh, um, 44. Right. All right. Th- thank that. you. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Frank. As far as uh, as far as the United States being a latecomer to the war, um, we were operating under the Neutrality Act, and that is because a lot of Americans were pretty pissed off that we lost so many guys in World War One, basically fighting a war in Europe, even though the United States entered the war after. Um, unrestricted submarine warfare sank the Lusitania, killed our Elbert Hubbard and a whole bunch of other people. Um, not L. Ron Hubbard. He'd be much later in totally different area of work. But anyway, um, a lot of Americans said, screw this. Why, why would we send American boys off to fight more European wars? Um, Charles Lindbergh was very big as far as being an isolationist. Um, people did not want to meddle in European affairs. Um, and then this date, 81 years ago, changed the entire outlook of the country. You had people the next day uh, trying to sign up to join the Navy. Lines at recruiting stations, they were going through the door. As far as whether Roosevelt knew exactly what was going to happen, um, I have no way of knowing. I have no way of knowing that. I do know that the Japanese kept it extremely hush-hush. The Japanese fleet, when it was sailing toward Pearl Harbor, um, they took a very long route. And they didn't even dump garbage overboard because they didn't want American submarines or other vessels to see naval garbage with Japanese writing on it and say, um, seems like there's a lot of Japanese vessels out here. Wonder what they're up to. I think Roosevelt knew that it was inevitable that uh, Japan would attack. Whether he knew that it was going to be Pearl Harbor, December 7th, I don't know. But clearly people at the top echelons of government knew that war was imminent because it, for the first time in our history, the United States literally sent a telegram to all of the big shots in the military saying this is to be considered a war warning. So that's, yeah, they knew something was afoot. They didn't know it was, I don't know that they knew it was going to be Pearl Harbor or when it was going to be. Um, so that I hope that answers your question. I mean, some people say FDR knew exactly what and when was going to happen, but he just wanted to drag the United States into World War II. Um you, you can decide that. You can do your own reading and decide that for yourself. Uh, let's go to um, Kathleen in uh, Lockport on WBEN. Kathleen, does uh, Pearl Harbor mean anything to you, Pearl Harbor Day? Yes, it does. Um, I took care of a World War II veteran for 15 years, and he just passed away last September. 
And um, the stories he told me was just crazy. Um, he was stuck on General MacArthur headquarters for two, two to two and a half weeks with no food or no water. And um, wait, I'm so you, me, excuse. I need to interrupt here. Is this a Pearl Harbor story? Yeah. Okay. Well, isn't I thought? Yeah, because he wasn't. He wasn't um, Pearl Harbor. General MacArthur headquarters isn't Pearl Harbor. Uh, I I don't know where MacArthur was during uh, the Pearl Harbor attack. I, I truly don't. Did, did the guy you were taking care of talk about being at Pearl Harbor during the attack? Oh yeah, all the all the time, all the time. And he said every every one one out of three people will come back. Uh. Yeah, I mean, MacArthur was in the Philippines uh, the day the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. He was in Manila in the Philippines. He was not at Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he was in the Philippines, too, and he was at Pearl Harbor, the guy I took care of. Uh, But, okay, the the guy you took care of, um, I feel like I'm chasing my tail here, Um, was he at Pearl Harbor during the attack? Yes. Yeah, well, he told me he was. So it, I mean, what did what did he say? Him? What did he say? What what particular story stands out in your mind as something he told you? Um, that that the the um the bombs that got hit. Um, he had one of one of the bombs that got dropped where he was at. Um, blew off his friend's legs and also um, killed the other guy that he was with. That story sticks out like like crazy. Now, me. was he stationed um, at an airfield or was he on one of the vessels? He was, he was on one of the vessels. He was a Navy veteran. You, was, you remember uh, the name? Did he tell you the name of the ship uh, he was on at Pearl Harbor? LST-171. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell. Um, Man, you know what? Maybe I got the story screwed up when you told me. All right. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I was from Philippines. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for wasting your time. All right, Kathleen. Okay. Th- um, thank you. I, I appreciate your your interest in it. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, when we think of, of Pearl Harbor, I mean, there was a uh, uh, there was a um, a repair vessel there. There was an old what minesweeper there. The Arizona, the West Virginia, the Nevada. I mean, there are a whole bunch of vessels. It was Battleship Row, and the aircraft carriers were not at uh, Pearl Harbor. But, um, I mean, if, if there was anybody, if your father or grandfather was absolutely positively at uh, Pearl Harbor uh, during the attack and uh, told you the story of what it was like, uh, I would like to know. Not World War II stories, only Pearl Harbor stories. Uh, let's go to Brian in uh, Grimsby, Ontario. You are on WBEN. A uh, Canadian's perspective on this. You're on. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, remember the Maine, 1899. 90, uh, well, 98. Uh, how many? Not, not to be a stickler, but. Hey, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yep. No, you're right. I got it wrong. Um, I use that as an excuse to explain that so many of us don't understand and comprehend history and the window when you and I were young, we're about the same age. Um, we would history went back centuries. Now kids are not even understanding what went on uh, 20, 30 years ago. Believe it or not, I work with two young men who have no idea what 9/11 was. 
They were two, three years old. Yep. But the difference is, you and I, you know, I, I don't know if you were born when Kennedy was assassinated. I grew up with Kennedy. I knew that. It was two years before I was born. But I knew what was going on. I knew what the Second World War, the First World War. I knew about the Boer War. My, my father was a British Navy veteran, fleet air arm. Uh, he remembers Pearl Harbor because he knew that now they were going to get some help. He was, he knew they were screwed. And when he told me when Pearl Harbor happened and uh, Roosevelt's speech, he said, we're saved. We are now saved. And he was even smart enough to understand. He goes, you don't understand. We don't have, we don't have steel. We, we don't have these. America is now going to be like, what do they call it? The, the Arsenal of democracy. Arsenal of democracy. I mean, that wasn't his thing, but he's in his own simple way. He explained now we were going to get ships, uh, aircraft in in amounts that we couldn't get before. But you're right. I wake up every December 7th, drives my wife nuts. I'm 58. And I know it's 730 my time and it won't be 730 Hawaiian time. But I was getting ready for work today. I was on my computer, and I looked down. It was 725, and I had a little bit of a moment. And I went on and looked at the video of of the Arizona Memorial as it is and the the museum, the beautiful reproduction they have, that like one 200-scale model sitting there. And I thought of all those 2,400 men and and what was going on. And it means something. But like I said, Oh, start starting to lose you there. No, Brian, if you're 58, you did not grow up with John F. Kennedy. No, I didn't. I was born in 65, but I grew up with the story. Okay, all right, thank you. I just wanted to make that clarification because I was a baby at the time. Uh, thank you, Brian, thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the call. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.